0: Uh, I hope you're having a good morning. This is now our sixth live stream, and so hopefully we're in a groove and you're enjoying this worship at home. We still look forward to being back together in this place worshiping again, but for now, we're glad that we can join you in this way. And this morning, uh, we have a special guest because on that first live stream six weeks ago, uh, Sharon Wright uh, joined us. And let me remind you who Sharon is. First of all, she is one of our church family here, so she's a part of our family, uh, but she is also the vice president of patient care at Hardin Memorial Health, and on top of that, she is the executive Executive Leader for Hard Memorial Health's Coronavirus Task Force. Did I get that right, Sharon?
1: you did get that right I
0: had to write that down because that's just a lot all right Uh, and I was glad to talk to Sharon beforehand because she's been putting in numerous hours I'm so glad that you had a good night's sleep last night rested a family seems to be doing well and so we're excited about that and again I'm so glad that you've come to give us an update I know people really enjoyed uh, when you with us that first Sunday because there were so many questions and I think we still have them and so uh, let's just talk a little bit this morning you kind of give us an update we're at and so why why not start right that just tell us the update in the lincoln trail district area on on it
1: well uh, when we met uh, six weeks ago we were the day after the first case in our district we had just learned that there was a case in nelson county there were none in Hardin county And before I talk too much, I I appreciate the introduction. But anything that I say is truly the work of hundreds of leaders across our community. It is not me. So I'm just privileged to to get to share that cumulative work. Where we are today, as of yesterday afternoon in the Lincoln Trail District, Hardin County has 28 cases, LaRue County has 4, Marion County 13, Meade County 3, Nelson, 13, and Washington, three. For Hard Memorial, we have tested around 500 patients. 13 of those are positive, so we do see that slow, steady spread across our district. In the state, there are three levels of states, and they're categorized, do they have a heavy number, um, somewhere between 50 and 500? And we are not in that category, we're in the second tier category, as well as Bullitt County, Marion, and Nelson. So we're certainly watching those numbers. Uh, the good news, the social distancing is working. It is spreading, but it is a controlled, steady spread, and our healthcare system can take care of those patients as they become ill.
0: That's good. Well, Sharon, with that in mind, what do you see right now is the greatest need?
1: Well, I was thinking about that question because needs, that's, that is, that is a really big word. It means a lot of different things to different people. So I'll, I'll talk first about the healthcare needs, but I think there are a lot of earthly needs and heavenly needs that, that I'll also share my thoughts on. For healthcare, continued supplies and specifically mask, I, I can't tell you the number of hours that we have worked in trying to acquire enough mask for staff and in saying that i I want to balance fact and faith as as i share um i probably three weeks ago we were to the point we were down to less than 10 specific masks and i knew with that we were going to have to lower the precautions for our staff they would be entering rooms of positive patients when, with less than ideal uh, mask. I'd actually called a meeting with all of our leaders and we were educating the leaders on what precautions we could take. We did not have enough mask. and. That was after countless attempts to purchase masks, and many times those purchase orders are intercepted either internationally or on a federal level, and then they're shipped to another area that has has higher number of cases. So we had literally exhausted everything. And we had called this meeting, we were meeting with our leaders, and I got a phone call from our materials management person, and she said, you're not gonna believe this, but someone in Bullock County wants to give us some masks and we think it's a large number. And I thought, right, this is not even possible. Uh, It was around seven o'clock at night. By nine o'clock, we had in our possession for Hard Memorial over 130,000 masks and they were exactly the kind of masks that we needed and we did not have to lower the precautions for our staff. And then week before last, it's, it's a week that I call mask confusion. Uh, Everywhere we turned, everyone wanted a mask, Uh, they wanted a mask for their family, the community wanted a mask. It was literally day and night. I was working probably 15, 16 hours a day and when I was at home, people were calling and asking why we weren't giving everyone a mask. And again, we did not have the mask, it just, we didn't have them. And we wanted them, but there was no way to do that. We were investigating ways to manufacture our own mask. And we were in another meeting with a group of physicians who were really pushing us. uh, We need to hand out masks to every staff member. And I got a text picture from our materials management person. And one of our uh, sales agents had been in one of our warehouses and said, you're not going to believe what I found, but it was an entire pallet of regular face mask. Now we inventory everything that comes into Hard Memorial, everything that is dispersed. So how an entire pallet, uh, I believe it's God's intervention and that he truly provides just in time for those needs. So we were able the very next day to start issuing a mask to every employee and we feel really good about the protection that the employees have going into those rooms. So continued supplies on mask, uh, that's a need. Testing, uh, when we began this uh, seven weeks ago, the tests were issued through the state. There are now three additional tests, but they're trickling in. We we need a Niagara Falls of testing, and what we have is just a trickle from the faucet. Uh, the, those tests are emerging, but it's not just having the ability to do the test, it's having enough test kits to be able to test all those who need to be tested, and then lastly, antibody testing, and that's different. Uh, antibody testing detects if your body has had a response to the virus in the past. It will allow us to make a lot of good decisions, but we need to know that it's an accurate test, and that is just now emerging. So, th- those are the healthcare needs that I see as priority. Uh, earthly needs, uh, there are so many. Um, I think our country spiritually and just as a needy country, those needs were there, but this has really exposed those, that whether it's the need for food or for work or for money or just emotional support. Um, my prayer and my advice to all of our team at, at Hardin is that share something. If you have money, share it. If you have time, share it. If you have a day where you feel like you can encourage others, encourage others. And again, uh, God providing just in time that, that week of mask confusion was probably one of the most challenging I've had since January because my heart wanted to give masks out, but we didn't have them. And I received in the mail addressed, it was an outside letter, addressed to Sharon Wright, Leader Hard Memorial. And I opened it and it was a crayon card. I still don't know who sent that, um, but had a heart on it with a crayon. It said, we love you, we're praying for you. And in that moment, that is something I truly needed. And again, your help to others doesn't have to cost a lot. You just need to pray about where God wants you uh, to be used. And then my ultimate prayer is that God's using all this for a spiritual revival across the country. Oh, we were a sick nation way before this virus. And this is our opportunity as Christians to really make an impact for him. Right.
0: Yeah, we as Christians should step up to the plate, right? Yes. With it kind of follows that question that's some of the greatest needs what do you think are the greatest challenges
1: well I think locally and and probably across the country but I I speak for our community the greatest challenges are those in the nursing home those in correctional facilities the homeless and nursing homes and correctional facilities uh, not that they are doing a poor job that is not what I mean their their facilities are not designed to accommodate an outbreak of a virus like this so all of those populations and we are still continuing our work at Hardin how do we best support those community agencies and we see it across the state uh, this week the death of the first healthcare worker and that was from Adair County she was working in the nursing home where they've had a significant outbreak Um, those populations are a continued focused area for us I think on a broader scale, the loss of human connection, um, I see this in, in our team at Hardin when, when I walk through the halls and they're empty and everyone has a mask on and uh, an almost a subconscious uneasiness about what's next, what's going to happen and constant talk about coronavirus. It's it's almost like people need permission to stop talking about it. Don't let your guard down. Keep social distancing. But think about other things other than coronavirus. Um a restlessness, are we there yet? Is what I tell my team at the hospital is like, no, we're not there yet. Uh, I sense it, that we want to let our guard down, that we believe this it hasn't hit Hardin County real hard, so we're okay, we're safe. Uh, We're not like New York City or New Orleans. Um, That is true, but it's only because we followed those rigid restrictions that were there. Uh, And again, focusing on what is God's plan through this, for us at the hospital, we, we have focused on what is the power of your eyes because for the patients, they have no visitors. Um, they see us in a mask or in complete garb. And it's such a loss of that human connection that healthcare is all about. And we've had specific messages and prayers about let our eyes reflect trust and compassion and God's love that uh, others would not see in us that fear or mistrust or that overwhelmed feeling that we may have on the inside.
0: Yeah, that's a good word. I know when you go to the grocery today, to to try gro- it's an interesting thing. It's almost like an obstacle course because you're trying to avoid everybody. And, <laughs> and you think, is. what do we do? Because I, I want to care, but uh, it is tough. And so right. that's a good word. So maybe with that, what, what advice would you give to people as we move forward?
1: Well, it's very similar to what I said a few weeks ago. Uh, the safest place for you and your, your folks that you love are at home. Uh if you must go out, strict hand washing. Uh, the CDC now recommends a cloth mask and physical distancing. Uh, don't touch your face. Clean and disinfect your home, your high-touch surfaces often. Uh, a sanitizer of any sort or bleach water works very well to kill the virus. Uh, perseverance is the message. It, we must stay the course if we want this to continue to be successful for our, uh, Kentucky social distancing without social distancing, one person infects 406 in 30 days with social distancing, you infect two and a half people in 30 days. So it's a huge difference huge difference so that's my advice all right
0: so and that's tough but you know we have to keep it at least for a little while longer which probably takes us great to this next question you know what what are you able to share with us from the leaders especially even our community leaders and so forth about uh how how do we look about going back opening things back up there's been a lot of talk even since we talked earlier a few days ago of of opening the country back up opening our communities What, what are you hearing that you can officially share with us or say here's here's thoughts that we look even our own community about moving forward
1: Well, the president released those guidelines earlier this week on how, when can we open up America and he really entrusted each state, but he also set about with a phased approach and there are baseline criteria before you can even enter into one of those three phases. Uh, The baseline criteria is that you must have a trend of decreasing positive cases. We do not have that in Kentucky. Uh, Yesterday we went up by 185 cases. That's the most that we have seen in the last couple of weeks. So we're moving in the wrong direction for us to meet that baseline criteria. Uh, Second criteria is that hospitals can treat all patients without compromised or chaotic crisis care. We're at that point now, but as our cases increase, that could change very quickly. And then third, that there is robust testing including antibody testing, and I want to talk about that. It's different. Testing for the virus versus testing for the antibody, meaning that you've had the virus and you are likely safe to go back into the community. Uh, There are around 95 antibody tests that are currently available. Only three of them have had emergency approval by the FDA. Um, those tests, we really want to make sure that they give you accurate results because a test with bad results or inaccurate results is is worse than no test at all. So in Kentucky, two days ago, U L was approved for a research study for antibody testing. But in Kentucky, that is the only one available thus far, and it's still under investigation. So we have a ways to go with testing and we need our caseloads to start to diminish. In looking at those three levels, what will it mean? And, and I'm always cautious giving this kind of information because as we have seen since January, CDC, the government, hospitals, we are having to change our course on a dime. So these are the criteria today. Could it be updated? Could it be challenged? Could things change? Yes, but as for today, phase one, once once you meet those baseline criteria, then we can expect uh, schools and daycares would remain closed. There would still be no visitors at hospitals or nursing homes. Um, dining out facilities, theaters, sports events could reopen if they social distance. 10 people in a space unless there is social distancing. Elective surgeries could reopen for the outpatient setting and gyms could reopen with social distancing. Then phase two, again, you have to continue to meet all of those criteria. You cannot have your cases escalate again. But to move to phase two, then the limit on the people would be 50. Schools could reopen. Uh, There's still no visitors at hospitals or nursing homes. There are elective surgeries for inpatient and outpatient uh, scenarios. And again, no recurrence in that rebound rate for your state. And then phase three, would we would uh, resume normal operations in all areas. I think that's going to be some time. Mm Um, I believe that this is a long marathon, not a short sprint. And it's going to take us some time and research to know how our bodies adapt to this virus. Over the course of months or years, will this normalize and be a normal common cold? Coronavirus is a common cold. This is just a very virulent strain. And what will our bodies do? We don't have the research yet to know that.
0: That takes a while. I think what I hear you saying on that, Sharon, is we're going to have to be patient. Some of this is going to be with us for a good period of time. Hopefully, somewhere down the line soon, we're going to start entering maybe in phase one. But Mm -hmm. it sounds like uh, that's still very limited. So don't Mm -hmm. think we're going to go back to normal tomorrow, next week, next month, maybe even a month after that. Right. So uh, just, folks, just hear that. we got to be patient. Even though we're hearing the talk we have to be very patient with what's going on. Won't we end with this question, Sharon? Won't you just leave, you've already shared a little bit of this, but won't you say, what kind of words of hope can you give to our folks?
1: Well, I think, number one, your community is well prepared. We've had much more time to prepare than those on uh, the West Coast did. We've had lots of opportunity to prepare. Your community is well supported and full of compassion, and it literally fuels so many of us to see that outpouring of compassion. Social distancing is working in Kentucky, and it's working in our own community. However, Harden does lead the district in a number of cases, so we, we still have a lot. Uh, hope, I find hope in a piece of scripture from James. Count it joy when you experience trials and know that trials uh, lead to steadfastness, and to me steadfastness and perseverance are pretty close in meaning. Uh, My last thoughts would be that I just want to thank the entire community in Valley Creek because I know you're continuing to pray. I know you you have what it takes to endure this journey, and uh, specifically to Brother Scott for allowing me to come and speak to you and to to do something that is dear to my own faith and and uh, promises and commitment to God. And Brother Scott's reached out several times asking how he can pray and how he can support me, and that is... Um, Something that I cherish and I appreciate.
0: Well we appreciate you. We know you're on the front lines. Thanks for being here today. I know people have been blessed by this and I, I really even appreciate you just saying how God is at working in this, sometimes even miraculously providing. Because folks, God is still on his throne. All right. It may we may be in a pandemic, but this is really an opportunity for us as Christians to shine but I think most importantly for God to shine. So Sharon, before you leave, I'd like to just pray for you and the other healthcare workers out there because I really appreciate what you're doing. So would you bow at home with us as we bow here and and let's lift uh, Sharon and others up to the Lord. Father, we uh, first come to you in this prayer and above all, we start with you, God, that we just praise you and thank you. We know we are humbled in your sight because God, uh, we are again, not even worthy to to be into your presence. But Father, again, we know that you've invited us into your presence. You really want us to worship you every day and uh, pray to you and talk with you and commune with you every day, not even just a short window on a Sunday morning. And so we're thankful for the love that you have. And we thank you, God, that you have equipped people like Sharon uh, to help lead us in difficult times like this. And as she has already said, it's not just her. There's so many others that she could name, hundreds and thousands of others in the healthcare field that are working to get us through this. And so I wanna pray your blessings upon them, God. Give them, as already been mentioned several times, endurance, persistent, because God, the days do get long and the work does get tough and you want to give up at times. So, Father, I pray an extra measure of grace upon all those on the front line. Again, we're asking for their physical protection. We want you to keep them from getting uh, ill, Lord. Protect them from this virus. But, Father, beyond that, protect them emotionally. Protect them spiritually, Father, that they don't, again, wear thin. And that, Father, they have a strength that goes beyond themselves. And so even when it's all said and done, they'll be able to look back and say, Yes, it was hard. Yes, it was tough. But at the same time, they can look and say, Through it all, our God was good. Our God provided at times miraculously needs that we had and our God was so good all throughout that he encouraged my spirit through it all. And so I pray for that. So again, thank you for sharing. Thank you for all those at Hard Memorial Health, all those across our community, those in the nursing facilities, those even working in you know the correction facilities, those first responders that, that they're on the front line that go to homes or to even pick people up who are sick. God, they all need today an extra measure of grace. And we take this opportunity as your people to lift them up and ask your blessing upon them. So thank you for this time, God, again. And we thank you for even this continued time of worship. So we lift our lives up to you. Father, continue to speak to us as we continue to worship you. And as I pray these things, Father, I pray them in Jesus' name, amen.